Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Speaking of a voice from the past, uh, what a record this guy had. My gosh, Tommy. Defensive uh, stalwart, stalwart and uh, could take a charge as well as anybody, Dr. Jim Couch. What's up, Doc? Good morning, guys. Glad to be with you. Welcome and congratulations. Thank you very much. It is uh, quite an honor, very humbling. Yeah. Well, I think it was great, uh, Jim, that uh, the triplets were there and, and that you're now, you know, they're all in there and you're in there too. You know, we were talking before the break, that back-to-back run, 77 and 78. You guys were 58 and 6. <laughs> it's just hard to believe. Well, it was uh, it was a great time. It was all brand new. And uh, as I said the other night, it was due to those guys. Talk about a, a great coincidence in your life to graduate high school at the same time that three of the greatest high school basketball players ever in the state of Arkansas graduated is uh, a great blessing. And those guys were special players. I guess the only one out of the starting five left out is Steve Shaw, and he was pretty good. Steve was outstanding. You know, he was from uh, Raytown at Kansas City. Yeah. And Steve was about. Seven feet had a great turnaround jump shot, a great hook shot. Had several um, outstanding games for us, and uh, I I particularly remember in Memphis against an undefeated Memphis State team on New Year's Eve in 1977. I think Steve was either ten for eleven or ten for ten from the field, and uh, he was a great player also. Now, looking back uh, as a Razorback, and you were a great one, a great – you could take a charge. I know that. You could take <laughs> uh, a charge. And he, and he also, too, Tommy, led the led the team in assists. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he knew, well, he, yeah, he knew who to get the ball to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those guys passed it. You better have a lot of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Now, uh, look, look, looking back at your career as a Razorback, what was the highlight? I would say uh, – if you'll allow me, there were two or three highlights. First time that we walked down the Barnhill Arena from uh, the dorm, that it was, that the students were lined up all the way from the north doors of Barnhill across the parking lot underneath the east stands of Razorback Stadium all the way back to the Royals wow. Athletic Complex. Wow. was a great highlight. Uh, Sydney's first game uh, as a starter when he was a sophomore in, the, in January of 1976. We played Houston, which was their first game in the Southwest Conference. And Houston was supposed to come in and dominate the conference because they had been so good in basketball. And we beat them 92-47. to 47. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but I think the number one uh, highlight was being UCLA in yep. the West Regional Finals. Yeah. Yeah. That really put a stamp of, of uh, authority on us throughout the nation because UCLA had been so good for so long. From the time I was seven until the time I was 17, UCLA was national champions every year except yeah. for one. So that win was uh, what really put us on the map. Put them on the map, legit- legitimized it, 
And uh, didn't David Greenwood take a cheap shot at Sydney or something? Well, actually, there was it wasn't a cheap shot, but it was it was very late in the game. The uh, it was clear that we were going to win. I think it was inside of ten or fifteen seconds, and um, Sydney was going in for one of his patented dunks. And I mean, he was way up there and had the ball cocked behind his head. David Greenwood basically just was not going to allow him to that dunk um, at the end of the game. And he came in, he went after the ball, and I think he got the ball, but they both ended up on the floor, and Sidney um, hit his head on the floor and was dazed. But uh, typical, a city Monfrey, he was ready to go by the next game. So yeah. I don't think it was really a cheap shot. It was just one of those where you thought, okay, I'm going to go in, I'm going to be unchallenged. So Dr. Greenwood said, no, you're not. <laughs> now, were you on the team that went 26-1 and during the regular season? I was a junior, uh, Dan, junior starter. We twenty six and one. We were twenty six and one, sixteen and zero in the conference. You know the game that that we all felt the greatest pressure on was even after we had clinched the conference title was against A and M at A and M, which was game sixteen. We wanted so badly to be sixteen and zero, and it was a very tough game. We were always big rivals with A and M, and we pulled that out to make that sixteen and zero, which was fantastic. The only regular season game that we lost all year was to Mississippi State at Barton Coliseum. <laughs> you remember that had Dexter Reed, who was from Little Rock yeah. at that time, and there was a little bit of a regional rivalry there. So when we went back to Memphis the following year in the Mid South Coliseum, we played them on New Year's Eve, and I've already referenced that game where Steve was. 10 for 11 or 10 for 10 from the field. I can't remember which one, but yeah. we beat them 95 to 70 at the Mid-South Coliseum. They had not lost any games up to that point, and there was a lot of talk kind of between the two teams, but at that point in time, that was the worst loss that Memphis State had ever had at the wow. Mid-South Coliseum. <laughs> All right. And those were those were uh, outlandish numbers at that time yeah. during basketball to, have, to score almost yeah, 100 yeah. points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately, we didn't build on that in NCAA. Right. I think the NCAA was either a 32-team or a 48-team yep. team tournament. We won the Southwest Conference Tournament that year, and we went to Norman to play Wake Forest, who was the ACC champion. We had them down 14 at one point in time, but we let it slip away and lost the game. And still, the players the following year, when we went to the Final Four, still claim, and I believe this too, that we were better that year when we huh. lost to Wake Forest. We just really had not matured as far as our confidence level and the stage on which we were playing, but I, I, if, if it could all be done over again, and how many times has that been said in sports? Um, I think we could have even done better the pre, you know, the year that we lost to Wake Forest. Yeah, I think you were up by 10 at it's half or something like that. Yeah, they... Uh, Sydney got in foul trouble. We lost the ball handler, and uh, they started pressing us, and we had several turnovers against the press, and I was responsible uh, for some of them. And it was uh, just – we just did not uh, have the maturity as a team to play on that stage and to make the run that we needed to, to, um, to win. You know, coaches a lot of times will say the – the toughest game to win in a tournament is the first game, and I would agree with them. We're visiting with Jim Counts, who is a thoracic surgeon, been that a long time, very successful, also inducted into the Sports Hall of Fame, Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame on 
Friday night. You know, Coach, I mean, Coach Doc, not many people remember, but uh, not only did you guys put Razorback basketball on the map, but you ended up coming back and were, was an assistant coach with, with uh, Eddie Sutton back when I played. And uh, I know Joe Klein, we have him on the show quite a bit, just raves about Coach Sutton and, uh, and his disappointment that he not being inducted into the Hall of Fame at this point. Just reflect on Coach Sutton and the impact he had on that program and, and, and what he's done in his, you know, the lack of being inducted at this point. Well, I would say that Coach Sutton is undoubtedly one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time. What he did for this university and this state is absolutely immeasurable. And it is beyond me to know why he has not been elected into the Naismith Hall of Fame. Of course, he's been nominated several times, and he's uh, nominated uh, this year also. I don't know. You know, usually they announce the results of the election during the Final Four were with the NCAA yeah. tournament being canceled. I don't know exactly how that's going to play out this year, but I'm keeping my fingers crossed, as are all of his players, that he will be named uh, this year. It's the only Hall of Fame to which he has not been named, and certainly it's the one that has the greatest prominence and most prestige. Doc, I did a little math, and a coach starting today would have to win 27 games for 30 years <laughs> to equal Eddie Sutton. 27, Absolutely. 27 wins for 30 years, and he's not in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> I can't believe it. Here's something else that Coach Sutton has never, that, that, other, that, that Coach Sutton has done that no other coach has ever done. He's taken four different programs. Yep. yep. To the final eight. That's crazy. That's Arkansas. Took three to the final four. Oklahoma State. Yeah. yeah. It's, so, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's a joke that he's not in. I mean, I'm like you, Jim. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know what he's yeah, doing. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Stop that. It would be great if he went in this year. Absolutely. Uh, listen, I know you got to go, Doc. I was going to ask real quick because you are a thoracic surgeon. Uh, how has the coronavirus affected you and your practice? Well, we have uh, taken this very seriously. At our hospital, Washington Regional Medical Center in Fayetteville, we have uh, restricted access to uh, entrances and to visitors. Everybody gets screened when they come into hospital. We have cut back our elective surgery schedule to not uh, to only essential surgeries, and um, so we are and we're practicing everything that we can as far as hand hygiene and social distancing and trying to be a good example in the community because this virus, it's easy to start thinking about how's it going to affect me, but it's much more important that we not only consider how it's going to affect ourselves, but how it's going to affect everyone as a larger community. And certainly there are a lot of people out there that are more vulnerable than others. And so we have to be very respectful of all that and make sure that we are doing all that we can as responsible citizens and members of this great state that we protect everybody and not just ourselves. Well said, Doc. Well, Doc, we salute you and thank you for uh, coming on our show today. Uh, Congratulations. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm old enough to remember you. <laughs> yeah, you're one of the reasons that you're one of the reasons I still love the Arkansas Razorbacks. Yeah, Jim, uh, great, great yeah. stuff, buddy. Congratulations. All right. Thanks, hey, real, real quick, what was the crummiest gym you ever played in? Um, I would say that. Offer gymnasium at Rice was right. the funniest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Thanks for spending a few minutes with us. Okay. All right.